0: The talking point with Kathy Mosasana weekdays 9am till midday.
1: We continue the conversation on the talking point, and yeah, you heard there uh, the concerns that have that are being raised by people with albinism. And again, you know, they say judges society by how we treat the most vulnerable amongst us, and we all know how expensive things like. A sunscreen can be and where it becomes life threatening, especially for people with albinism. um, You know, surely there's something that can be done to ensure that they're better assisted, especially if we then also have a situation where government is not giving them the disability grant as they are entitled to. You heard one of the complaints that many people are actually denied when they apply to access the government grant, which in and of itself is also quite concerning. So we'll certainly keep a- an eye on that particular story. Well, let's wrap up the conversation taking a look at the high rate of teen pregnancies and you know recently uh, a webinar held looking at part of what is driving uh, these numbers that we are seeing let me welcome on to the show matsepo Dibezo, who is the communications manager at agape youth movement matsepo good morning to you Morning, Kitty. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for making time to speak to us. Firstly, thank you. Y- you know, everybody has been quite shocked about the the rate of teen pregnancies, just based on um, th- that study that was conducted in in Gaudeng released recently. But we-, we do do we actually know what the national picture looks like? Gosh, I don't know
0: actually. I and and I think um, this. I mean, it's a very important question. Like, I think uh, I don't know what the national picture looks like. But just taking from what we know, I think it's a call for concern for everyone involved.
1: When we look at the research that has been done into what is driving this high rate of 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 pregnancies, in some instances we can say you know these are teenage pregnancies, but in other instances it, it's statutory rape mm, mm. um I- we spoke about this
0: on, on the importance of the language that we we use because if we don't name things correctly, then how do we solve you know the problems? If we don't name the problem, which you know, ten to fourteen year olds we know cannot consent to fix. you know. So that is the rape, and I think it's an important takeaway from the webinar to say. Name things correctly, call them what they are, and and then we can, you know, begin to solve the problem from from its root. Mm.
1: When we are looking at risky sexual behaviour among young people, where does then this issue of statutory rape and how that is is positioned? Where does it come in?
0: Gosh, I I I don't know how I would uh answer that. Mm. Um, but I think the 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 problem or rather the positioning should also I feel be found, you know, within, you know, the realm of gender based violence and femicide. I mean, South Africa unfortunately is a is a you know is a very violent uh society um based on, you know, the stats and the facts and the reports that, you know, we've been seeing of late. And I think if we can locate a violence from the root, and then we're able to you know. I, I, I guess take it up. You know, in in conversation and and build it up from, mm-hmm. again, from where we are seeing. You know, the the root to be.
1: It, can we safely say that the conversation around teenage pregnancies then should preclude young people who are under the ages of 16 because that is statutory rape and so what we have to say uh, that addresses risky behavior is not the same thing um as how uh, and would not apply necessarily to to those whose cases would be classified as statutory rape
0: True, um, but also I feel like in 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 these conversations we we also f- tend to have a very reactionary you know uh, a view and take on them. Mm. Whereas if we focused a lot on prevention, you know, um, and and then we can include you know these these kids from ten to fourteen educating on consent is an important mm. you know aspect of actually preventing all of these things, you know, I, the violence notwithstanding, but I think if, if if uh children are empowered with the knowledge and the know how of how to navigate, you know, um Conversations around consent, it it empowers them, and you know, and maybe we're able to save them early on, as opposed to having a reactionary, you know, uh, a point of view when the damage has already been done, and then now we we we're struggling and we're all with finding what the solution could be. You know, and I think it's it's, an, it's imperative that we really do take on the, the responsibility of, of, of prevention as a society, generally. Mm.
1: Talking about consent is an important issue, and that education needs um, to take place across the board. And in one way, it brings me to the conversation over what should be included in the curriculum in terms of educating um, young people about sex, about sexual behavior, etc. And there's been a big national debate back and forth. Do you think that the the kind of numbers that we are dealing with make it almost, you know, they demand that we be having these conversations, not just in family in 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 family homes, but also in schools.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I I think that we do a disservice. To and and the most vulnerable um, in in the community and in this context it's children. We do a disservice to them um, if we don't speak enough and and just really cement these ideas of one consent of also just preve- prevention because there's very little I guess that we have control over in terms of of the violence. But if we we're, we're able to navigate and 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 you know take it from a, an empowered point of view, but also just keep on having these conversations. I think it's important. I think we we, we really do need to insist on on these conversations being ongoing but also being consistent mm-hmm. because if we don't have, if we're only having these conversations, uh, for example, during the 16 days of uh, um, against um, uh, violence against children, those 16 days of activism those conversations are only important important thing. And we're sort of being forgetting about these mm-hmm. vulnerable children for the rest of the year. And I think it's important every day, every time when there's a chance to speak on these things, to do so, but also to speak on them with the intention, one, mm-hmm. of eradicating,
1: Mat I'm I'm not sure if you've moved, but uh, I'm 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 struggling to hear you, uh, very clearly. I was I was hearing you clearly before, but something. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yes, that's much oh, better. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
0: For, for, pardon. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm I'm saying that uh, it's it's very important that we we not be reactionary all the time. You mm-hmm. know, these things are already happening, and we are aware of that of the type of country that we live in, and and as responsible citizens. and this is everyone's responsibility. Katie, it's it's not it it doesn't belong only to parents, only to teachers, only to. You know, uh, uh, community leaders, it belongs to everyone, that responsibility to to make sure that the environments and the communities that we live in are safe enough for the most vulnerable uh, in in our society.
1: All right. We're going to continue the conversation with Matepo DiBezo of Agape Youth Movement. I'll also take your calls on (laughs) 011-714-2006.
0: The Talking Point with Kathy Sasana weekdays 9 a.m. till midday.
1: We continue the conversation with Matepo Dibetso of Agape Youth Movement and we are looking at the conversation held and specifically trying to identify the risky sexual behavior by young people that is leading to the high rate of teen pregnancies, and and you know, when we talk about the teen pregnancies, we are referencing uh, specifically those of young people older than 16, because under that, the experts seem to agree that those who are under the age of 16, and you know, do fall pregnant should not be recorded as teenage pregnancies, but rather that those cases should be recorded as statutory rape. So, Matsapo then to get perhaps into a, a bit of the heart of the matter, what is some of the behaviour that is leading to uh, high teen pregnancies, and what do you, as as Agape, what have you come to understand about some of the, that behaviour? Hello, Matepo. Yes, Katie, are you able to yes, hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you now. Are oh, they? Yeah.
0: Um, uh, because we, we mainly work with uh, with uh, school-going learners. Mm-hmm. Our, I, uh, our, we've taken from the vantage point of, you know, prevention. We've hosted, you know, a series of so virtual dialogues with, with, with learners, and uh, we're currently rolling out the National Life Schools Programme. Uh, boys and girls with DBE and UNICEF, you know, to teach about consent amongst other uh, you know soft skills. So I think um, the lack of information, um dr. Kim Jonas in 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 the webinar on Friday mentioned uh, how the the you know there's there's very little access to contraception. um there's very um even when when teenagers, through research, it's been found that when they do go and, you know, uh, seek these things, there's, there's always that stigma attached to wanting information, you know. And um, Galatina, remembers she was saying that, you know, teenagers, consenting ones, are having sex, and that's a conversation that we can't, you know, escape from. Mm-hmm. But how do we empower them, you know? And, and that's where all of these other structures, you know, Come in. Uh, what 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 is the health department and what are clinics doing? You know, and and how can we all help each other so that when these kids, uh, or rather these teenagers, when they go out looking for information, as opposed to just you know labeling them as as you know um, going out looking for, or rather behaving in a risky manner, they're very experimental. You know, <laughs> in nature they're teenagers mm, and, and mm. exploring. You know, but it's important to empower them with information, and 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 that's where we all need to be taking it from. You know, if they know, are they able to, you know, be responsible and and you know, it's our responsibility as people who know and have the platform to 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 sort of stop these these very archaic ideas and and very. Um, problematic misconceptions around you know teenagers uh, actually having having sex because that's already happening, but how do we help them navigate it in a healthier and safer way? Mm.
1: It part of what the research has found is that particularly contraceptive education programs. Mm. are not widely accessible to teenagers in mm. in the country and you know you've heard, you, it brings to mind the anecdotes that people often share about whether uh, and sometimes not even teenagers students uh, you know at university going to their local clinic or hospital to try and get some contraceptives and the way that they're treated um mm. when they're there you know the the ways in which they're dismissed and and you know all they're told is that while well, you must stop having sex and and mm. Unfortunately, that doesn't help anyone with anything, does it?
0: It really doesn't. It really doesn't. And, and in, in, in Dr. Jonas' um, presentation on Friday, she actually did focus on, on that. And and it, it's one thing to, to look at and to reconsider, which is why I feel like it's important also for people have platforms that both parents and adults to give themselves a chance to learn, relearn, and unlearn these very problematic ideas about, you know, uh, children or or rather their children being informed about uh, sex education, about contraceptives, and, and then we can take it further to say HIV... AIDS uh, and other you know sexual transmitted illnesses and I think it's it's an important conversation to have, but it it doesn't belong to only one person or only one group and and i think if if we're, if the messaging is consistent uh if you know the parents are religious, if the messaging is is con- consistent within you know the religious communities, the messaging is consistent in school and the messaging is consistent in media and in society, then we're able to tackle the problem easier, far more easier. And and you know, again insisting on, on, on prevention as opposed to then going when the problem has already, you know, or rather the damage has been done and now mm. we you know, we're hard done by mm. the mm. solutions mm. and we don't know mm. where to go and how to navigate, you know, these things. It's important to just give ourselves and uh, rather, I think it's important for parents and, and, and for people who have the information to give themselves a the chance to learn, unlearn and, and, and relearn how to better navigate these, I guess, very challenging conversations, but that conversations that need to be had, you know.
1: M-Matsab, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. I see we've got a call here from Major. You're calling us from Bloom. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Keisha, how are you?
1: I'm well. Thank you, sir
2: yeah you. and any your guest, uh much help yeah uh excessively a, 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 a pregnancy in our country is a uh, is a serious crisis look at uh, the state uh last month uh, the uh, they the reported uh two hundred and fifty one question pregnancy young young teenagers really this bad uh, i would like to mention uh, two similar uh, uh, questions, uh questions. And, and, and a solution you see uh sugar da young men teachers remember yeah and another issue is the uh, influence of alcohol and the loving of money this this makes this done deliberately for pregnant yeah the danger is that a process exposes these teenagers to the risk of a h i v at age yeah, solution a aggressive program should be uh, developed and implemented to show teenagers that children cannot be raised with the little amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is important to develop structures where parents shows each other the the the, the, the correct route. Yeah. Not, okay. not, not 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 be uh, judgmental. Well addressing them, yeah. Thank you, thank you
1: very much. All right, all right, all right. Thank, thanks. thanks for that. Matsapo, he's he's raising an important issue, and it has to do with money. Uh, I was mm-hmm. talking earlier on the show about uh, the report in the Sunday Times yesterday, where you have instances of statutory rape, where teachers have you know raped and impregnated uh, minors under the age of sixteen, and their families. Don't want to go forward and lay mm. charges and support the processes of taking action against these individuals because they're being financially supported by these mm-hmm. individuals. How much of that is a factor in the research that we see?
0: I I think it, it's an important factor, it, a big one at that, um, and unfortunately the socio-economic you know uh, status of. The country as it is, we, we we live in impoverished communities, and and unfortunately, that in itself, you know, perpetuates violence and and, and keeps that cycle very active because of you know a lack of resources and, and and people just needing, um, but not not you know um not being able to 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 gain. And also, Devi, i I. I don't know if I'm taking on a tangent but I also feel like it's, it's important that men come to the party and come to, you know, the conversation. It's, it's quite frustrating a lot of these times when we're having these conversations on on statutory rape, on gender based violence, you know, and femicide. And there's very there's a very little voice, you know, of, of men in in all capacities, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and just hearing from them because we, we we struggle with 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 solutions if you know another part of you know society is just silent on on these issues and and sometimes men say but you know we can't lead the conversation we don't know what to say but in in that measures you know call he mentions you know bombalumi and all of all, all you know male figures who sometimes violate you know the, the
1: exactly why are bombalmi pursuing relationships with why? teenagers exactly,
0: mm. and no one is speaking on on that and we, we sort of run to the oh no there's money needed but no why are we not calling out men and why are not men calling each other out, you know, mm. and having that conversation be as large as the problem is, you know, because they form part of part of the problem and it's quite frustrating, you know, having to, to navigate this conversation but having one part of, of, of society very quiet about, you know, either calling each other out, you know. I don't know, forming structures that could actually help us navigate, you know, the conversation around the violence in itself. So. It's frustrating. Mm, mm, mm. It's very frustrating.
1: I, I, w- I want to talk about the 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 issue of uh, health reproductive services and in particular contraceptives. Mm-hmm. What then becomes the advice? Is the advice that this is a process that should begin within homes? Should guardians be the ones that are taking the initiative to begin these conversations? Go with your teenage daughter or niece or whoever you know, to the relevant health authorities, give them the information that they need?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Katie, I think uh, parents have a very, have a large impact on how their children, you know, behave. And if the messaging at home is consistent with the messaging they get from school, then they're empowered, you know, uh, you know, these teenagers are then empowered to know that, okay, I'm not doing anything wrong by wanting information. But also if parents do the parents and guardians and, and whoever else is involved in teenagers' lives. You know, if they take on the initiative to say, let me give you the information, but also let me go with you so that I can mm. learn more. Mm. You know, it gives it gives everyone a chance to have a better chance actually <laughs> of, of you know preventing all of these all of these things and building that very strong relationship but also foundation on having important life changing conversations. Then it, it becomes easier for even if the child feels uncomfortable in a situation where a Marumi would then, you know, God forbid, try and and, and violate. Then the child is empowered to say, but no, this can't be happening in this mm. context. You know, I'm able to say no because I'm empowered with information. But not only am I empowered, I'm supported by a guardian who understands, you know, how we're navigating the world currently. I Lem- think it's yeah. imperative.
1: All right. Let me go to Park View Anonymous. Good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Teddy. How are you? I'm
1: well, thanks, sir. Go for it.
2: Uh, you know, Teddy, I want to emphasize on a couple of things that I myself am seeing as a teenager that are definitely affecting our kids. Because if you look at, I use pictures. I've been pictures for the past. Uh, years anonymous, is
1: is is it possible for you maybe to speak closer to your handset? I'm struggling to hear you. Um okay. I, Yes, I'm missing part of uh, what you're saying. Enough. Much better.
2: Yeah. So I'm saying. When I'm using taxis, I have been using taxis for the past 15 years. Mm. And me using taxis, you know, when I get into a taxi most of the time, you find that 90% of the people in the taxi are women. You understand? Meaning to say that uh, these mothers, are in, most of the women in South Africa, they are working people, they are providers. They don't have time to sit at home with the kids and school them, firstly. Secondly, we are black people. Being black people, our kids, as young as they are, they don't understand about the cultural attitudes and how to use them and go on and so forth. So, being black people, I think, uh, if we try and teach them, like, our cultural way, you know, there's some, we can take some of the things uh, as a, a lifestyle, but some other things that really affect our lives, we should take them seriously. As in, if we have to go back to culture, we have to go back to it. Like, the way you will educate you yourself, you know how your mothers were, you know how your grandmothers were. But Now we are different because we are living in the modern life. Uh, we are living in different times. We no longer speak to our kids like the way our grandmother used to speak to us. We no longer speak to our doctors like the way our mothers used to speak to us because of the time that we're in. So sometimes I think we need to go back in. Go back in and, time and, 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 and Anonymous, what,
1: what way is that?
2: What way another, is, thing,
1: hey, anonymous. another thing,
2: uh, when, when our kids are living at home, you know, some of these kids they be almost naked, naked, you know. It, it's inappropriate. If you're a parent and you see a doctor living in your house wearing that school uniform, and you can see the under, under the skin there, yeah? I mean, the that, it. I mean, it's inappropriate. you never leave home you yourself looking like that when your husband you mm-hmm. is dead. So why do our kids leave home going to school looking like that? Okay. We really need to be seriously uh, 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 cultural when it comes to our kids, because... More than life, of course. Yes, they can understand this, but they can't understand because so it's not their notes. Okay, United. anonymous.
1: Let's leave it there. Anonymous, out in Park View, I've got a minute for you to, uh, you know, respond and and just perhaps, yeah, react to anonymous' view there.
0: Gosh, um,
1: I I I I missed
0: uh, some of what he said, but I I I picked up on on a dress code. I think yes. <laughs> was he
1: calling out that what girls are not. Dressing appropriately, is he saying that? Yes, so so there's the issue of dress codes and short skirts, but also that oh God, we need to go yes. back to a more cultural way of communicating between mothers and, and daughters that is perhaps not taking place in, in the way it used to.
0: Um, I think I'll take... The dress code thing has been addressed in, in the rape culture conversation. Um and, and, and I wouldn't want to give um that a platform to even exist in this conversation because how a person dresses does not um, you know, indicate any other thing. Everyone deserves respect, whether or not they choose to dress in shorts or trousers or whatever. Um but in terms of, of culture and and all of that, I think culture evolves. Let's also give ourselves a chance to, to you know, to, to evolve. Going back, what does that really mean? And unfortunately he's not here to respond to that. But I also feel like it's a Evolve. In the present, what can be done? And he's already, you know, giving women the responsibility, you know, saying mothers, what are fathers doing? You know, can they come to the party as well? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's important when, when we're having these conversations to be aware of what we're actually saying and not actually go back and take each other back where, where we have... we potentially these archaic ideas that, you know, that one, aren't sure. progressive, but also aren't conducive to the, to the environment and the reality that, you know, that we exist in.
1: All right. Matsepo, we've completely run out of time. Thank you, <laughs> Thank so, you much so, much. Thank much. so much for today. for this wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the conversation. This um, is also where we leave it today for uh, the Talking Points. Akina Kamwendo is up next with the update at noon.